Banana Bunch. All right. You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast, but this might look or sound weird. It's because I'm coming to you live from inside the hey, Oh my gosh. All right. So why don't you introduce yourselves here too? My name is Glizzy G. And my name is Allie Dog. And where are you all headed next after you leave Jungle Gyms? We'll be Nashville, Tennessee. Woo! All right, everybody, so they're hitting the road. I'm gonna give you a quick tour. Well, you can, you've already seen the tour inside. Yeah, seat yeah. six in here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Look at that, there's a nice sunroof. This is our bun roof, actually. The bun roof, oh. Yeah, you're actually sitting in shot bun. Yes. Oh, I'm shot uh-huh. bun? Don't, shot forget, bun. don't forget to put your meat belt on. Oh, yeah. You gotta get your meat belt on. Can't move till you got the meat belt on. Up here, we got our bun box. Bun box uh-huh. up here. Everything you need in here for a cookout. I got ketchup, oh, mustard, yeah. mayo a little bit. That's hilarious. Hot dogs and everything else you, in between. You're being serious about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's so funny. He said there's some mustard. And you know, we yeah, spilled yeah. a little, we hit a little bump, so you can see you spilled some mustard on the ground. Oh no! Make sure you watch your step right now. Don't want you to fall or anything. And then, you know, we got our nice custom ketchup and mustard seats with oh, our yeah. matching gloss. Oh, I love it. And when you're driving, you know, you got to put your meat belt on mm-hmm. for safety reasons. We also have our blue skies when you look on off. We like oh. to say it's always blue skies when you drive the Wiener Mobile. You can never have a bad day when you drive it or when you see it. And then, with our little condiment carpet, you know, oh, yes, I love that too. A whole bunch of everything got spilled in there. Uh, well, just... and I'm kicking your bags out of the way too. I'm like, oh, I need God. it out of the shot. And then I put it in the next <laughs> shot instead. And then behind that special door. Ooh, there's a special door. Let's Ooh, get yeah. tight on it. it yeah. Is a hot dog hot tub. Yes. Is there really? There is. No. Okay, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we have a lot of, you know, long a lot of time day. on the hot dog highways, oh, yeah. long days, so we gotta relax somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot dog hot tub back there. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, what am I pressing? Well, that was fun. We're back in the studio now. Thank you to uh, Glizzy G and Alley Dog from Oscar Mayer, driving the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile for Let Me In There for a Minute. That was a fun little intro to the show this week, right? Didn't see that one coming. That's what I like about Jungle Gyms. You never necessarily see what's coming next. Um, and, you know, I think that actually is kind of the theme of this week's episode. I'm pulling out my phone here so I can get the ad up because I like to occasionally read about our deals from the app itself. Now, I know I've mentioned this a couple times, but we do have a Jungle Gyms app. It's out there for the iPhone users out there. And it is also out here for us lowly Android people. But it's got the weekly ad, all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, where I was going with this is that spontaneity is one of those favorite things. So before we dive into this, and uh, I'm super stoked because this episode was one I was just waiting to get some clearance on it. And I'm glad everybody loved it. Um, But I'm going to teach you about, well, I'm not personally going to teach you, but I'm going to be the the liaison to ensure that you learn more about grapes than you ever thought were possible. And, you know, I was talking to AJ about this this morning. He runs Produce, and you'll see him in the interview later, but that... When we started the show, this was something I was hoping we'd be able to do way more often. And then the reality of it is just that like scheduling never, that's like 90% of everything in life. It's like scheduling is the difficult part to make work. So when we get opportunities like this, I always like to jump on them. So we're like, yeah, we've got a free time. Let's teach everybody about this. So I'm really excited for you to meet Tammy and learn all about grapes today. But uh, before we dive into that, let's uh, let's talk some deals here this week. So Lou, you know, we talk about Lou all the time on the show now, I feel like. Uh, 
But for me, I have a, I have a cool setup, right? Is that for the most part, I'm usually reaching out to our managers or other employees and I'm saying, hey, is there anything new out there? Is there anything that you're really excited about that I can hopefully get excited about and thus get all of you excited about? So, you know, Lou and I uh, get to connect on this a lot. Obviously, a lot of the managers too, and you've either met them on the show or whatever, but uh, always with the sample. So today I got to try a couple things between Lou brought me some Garrett popcorn from uh, Chicago. If you haven't had, if you haven't been to Chicago, wait, if you haven't had Garrett popcorn, have you even been to Chicago? That's how I was trying to say it. Uh, it's so good. It's like the best bag popcorn you can ever get. We've got multiple different flavors. Lou brought me a spicy one today, um, but the, my personal go-to is always the Garrett mix, which is just, it's uh, cheddar and caramel popcorn. How could you go wrong? A little bit of best, best of both worlds. Uh, that came in recently. Uh, Tom over at American Grocery also brought me some new stuff that I, I don't know if I can say, well, I'll say their name because I'm excited about it. Um, but I believe it's pronounced Balreich. Um, they did a collab with a little a local hero here. Uh, I think if you're from the area, you may have heard of Jolly's Drive-In. It's like a little drive-in root beer stand, formerly an A&W root beer stand 100 years ago or whatever. Uh, they do hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. But they just climbed with Balreich and they came out with a chili cheese dog uh, chip. I don't know if that where that's going, but I got to try them. I thought they were pretty good. But I'm really excited about the Eclipse chip that they came out with, which is a cheddar and black pepper one. Uh, and I think next week, only because I have a meeting after I recorded this. Uh, I'm going to talk to you all about the eclipse coming up soon. So stay tuned. Maybe clear April 8th. Because um, we're gonna. I'm going to try and do something fun with you all. That's the plan. And I think everyone else is on board here. But I guess that's what that meeting I just mentioned was for. <laughs> all right. Let's talk some deals in the ad this week before we dive in. You know, this is not for me, but I know too many people out there love the, uh, how should I say, like lunchable style. Uh, someone called uh, Child's Charcuterie, uh, but Armor Lunchmakers is doing 10 for $10 this week. So I know, look, it's one I'm embarrassed to say how many people I know that would love that. But at the same time, hey, come on in and pick some of those up. <laughs> uh, the ones I'm excited about, I see boneless, skinless chicken thighs for $2.99 a pound. I'm into that. I, uh, I'll love to do that and toss a couple. Well, yeah, honestly, you can do them with a bone in too. So if you're just really trying to save it, the, the, the boneless and skinless is just a little easier to work with. Actually, you know what? Let me get on the soapbox about chicken for a second. If you are a carnivore and you do eat meat, I feel like a lot of people only eat chicken breast for some reason. And I don't really know why, uh, because like the caloric and fat levels are pretty, it's not dramatically different between eating like dark meat or light meat or white meat chicken. Uh, so I get humped up on chicken thighs because what's great about chicken thighs is because they're like their build, I guess, uh, they're nearly impossible to overcook. So it's like, if you're one of those people who's like, I'm afraid of chicken because I'm afraid I might not cook it all the way through. You should be buying chicken thighs because you could cook them for an hour and that's not that's twice as long as you need but the point is they won't taste like you did that to them it's a, it's a this is like an easy tip for you and the people around you so come try chicken thighs this week oh this sounds fun they got a little potato medley lou is all hyped up on this uh skinner branded pasta twirls but they're 89 cents a bag 2.99 on the golden waffle fries oh that's that's early 2010s pricing um <laughs> It is just crazy when I see the big brands, how expensive some of them have gotten over time. So I'm glad we can run deals like that. You know, I got to shout out my people. Oh, wait, here's one more. Uh, I'll shout out my people at Pepsi Dub, two for $4 on the two liters. And last but not least, this is the one I just got excited about. I saw in Seafood, which you all should be going over there on Fridays. We're doing uh, dollar oysters. I know a lot of you love that. Uh, but we've got uh, uh, perch fillets for $4.99 a bag. 
Uh, it looks like that's a pound bag too, so about five bucks off. That's awesome. But the one I saw blowing up is 99 cent bags of imitation crab flakes. So it's like a half pound bag, 99 cents. That's crazy. Make something delicious for me and bring it in. Great. Okay. That's enough yammering for me. Let's dive in this. I want to, I want you to meet Tammy and I want you to learn all about grapes. I'm so excited about this for real. You've seen my TikTok of the autumn crisp, which you'll learn more about here. Get ready. This is, uh, this is, uh, look, and if you're watching the show, if you're a fan of the show, if you're someone who wants to be on the show, this is the kind of content I'm always looking to try and get, right? Not to say that the other stuff's bad, but I do love being able to get experts like Tammy on here to tell me things that I didn't even know. Like, there, I learned things I didn't even know I had questions for. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. And if it doesn't, well, here's Tammy and AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing great. Welcome Sorry. back to the show. Thank Listen, uh, one of the fun things about Jungle Gyms, I've heard this now from vendors as well, is how quickly we move. So this was one of those days where AJ just called me a few moments ago and was like, hey, I have a grape expert, which is, it's an interesting the way my phone calls have changed over time. Like, hey, Mark, do you want some grapes? I'm like, of course. So anyway, so AJ calls me, he's like, can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So why don't you uh, introduce our guest today? So this is Tammy Collin, and I've known her for about- A few years now. Four years, maybe? Yeah. Um, maybe four. Yeah, about four. Um, oh. She used to sell me grapes when she worked for a company called Columbine. Mm -hmm. and, um, and me and her, we just would spend 20, 30 minutes on the phone talking about everything. It just she's just a good friend at this point. I love but, that. And like I'm fortunate to have a job where I can find a lot of customers that become friends. Yeah. That's cool. really nice. I, I love to hear that yeah. actually. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, grapes are like one of my weakest strong suits as far as like my knowledge about grapes. I, I do love the way you worded that my weakest strong suit. You're like, <laughs> I'm still a I'm still a titan. That's <laughs> right, that's right, he is. And, and you know, I, she just having a conversation with, with Tammy um, is so enlightening. Like she just will drop random facts about grapes. And, and I'm just like, hold on, let me write this down. Yeah. And this is this sizing what? Like what? That's so, amazing. Uh, and varieties and everything else. So I just thought she's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Thank she you. Is. Welcome to the show, Tammy. I appreciate well, thank it. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Uh, it's nice, spontaneous fun. I love it. Do you feel yeah. confident? Are you happy with AJ's intro? <laughs> do we need it? Was there good. anything you'd like to add to it? Well, I do now <laughs> work for Vanguard Direct. Okay. Which is a Peruvian grape grower okay. in South America. So um, after I left AC Foods, I joined this team and it's been very interesting because they do grow things a little differently mm -hmm. uh, and the climate's different down there. And so it's sure. been a really great, I'm going on my third season with them and having a lot of fun. So is uh, so now hearing Peruvian grape. I was like, mm -hmm. is that an area where grapes? I I, I told like I told you off air. I'm just going to ask you every Absolutely. childlike question that comes to mind. I was like, is Peru a good place for grapes? It is probably okay. the the best hidden secret out there. Probably the number one place to grow grapes in the entire world. Wow! And that is because of the location okay. of where it's being grown. Southern Peru is mm -hmm. where we are located in Ica. It's not too far from Machu Picchu, where everybody goes to see the sure. Mayan ruins and such. Just hanging out in Cusco, eating oh, some nice oh, grapes. Oh, Cusco's <laughs> the best. Yeah. Now you make me want to go back. But anyway, You make so me want to go. Let's I just, go. I just Episode's went. done. We're getting on the plane. <laughs> Call the jungle copter. <laughs> I just got back. But what's so exciting is that everything seems to grow quicker and bigger down there. Huh. So the grapes here 
that we grow and, and import into the United States are jumbo and jumbo jumbo and even giant size. Right. Which is a very big grape mm-hmm. on those bunches. Um, in the United States, I would say extra large is probably the average size grape. Um, and it could take about 15 months to grow a single new vine into a commercial volume of wow. sales versus the United States, it takes about three years. So the, the, the climate, the soil, the yep. minerals and everything in the soil, just the growing that they do down there, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's all so, about the terroir. So it's really exciting. <laughs> I've always enjoyed, you know, working with grapes yeah. in California. But this is like a new adventure, and it's it's just um, I'm very proud to be able to sell big, beautiful grapes. That's so cool. So, yeah, you know, we, I know we joked about this off air when I was like, I'm really going to ask the dumbest questions ever. But you know, for those of us who haven't had one before, mm-hmm. uh, what is you no? Know, I'm kidding about what is a grape really, but so grapes are really like berries that are grown in bunches on a vine. Um, it's one of the oldest fruit that you can find. I feel you so know? silly asking it that way because I'm I sure mean, people are like, I've had a great mark. You're an idiot. And I'm yeah, like, thank you. But not everybody eats them on a regular basis. And you don't think about it when you eat it. You just, I right. think most consumers are just like, hmm, that tastes good next. Yes. Right? You know? Yes. And and it is about a, a fun, snackable kind of yeah. piece of fruit. Um, it's unique because it's not grown like a lot of other fruits and vegetables where there's mass production where you use equipment to harvest the fruit. Mm-hmm. This is all hand done, right? So oh, cool. people have to pick those berries, bunches of grapes, and put them into containers and get them to the packing facility. Or in California, many of them pack them right there in the fields. Oh, no kidding, so that's cool. Their stations are at the end of a vineyard, at the end of a row, and yeah. they just bring the fruit to them and they sort and they pack. And um, and so what's, what's really kind of cool is where we have in Peru, these farms and ranches we have are all around the manufacturing. So as soon as they're packed, it's less than 30 minutes that they get to and sorted, they, they get to our packing facility, get blown off and cleaned by equipment like it goes through a little machine. Oh, cool. Kicks off some of the dust, off the bloom of a grape, and then it goes into the packing house and gets uh, sorted again and then packed and cooled immediately. So it's a very quick process. Yeah. Sometimes in other regions, it could sit outside for many hours or take a truck many, many miles to get it to the packing facility where it's still getting exposure to heat and sun and things like that. So in Peru, the setup we have at Vanguard is just really unique and very, very uh, efficient to get quality grapes on the water into the United States and elsewhere in the world. Sure. So let me ask a dumb question, Mm -hmm. which... Like everybody's gonna be like, yeah, that's a really dumb question. Is every grape that we've ever had pretty much harvested by hand? Like, there's no machines involved in this process as far as picking. So let's talk about technology, right? Everybody likes to know about new things in technology. For the grape world, only grapes that are for wines Mm -hmm. are actually harvested by machines or equipment. Cool. And it pretty much cuts everything. It takes the leaves, it takes the stems. Right. It's gonna go through a crusher and it's going to be an filtered filter. out. And it's, <laughs> what? Adds an earthy, earthy, earthy flavor. <laughs> it has an earthy stick. flavor at first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the flavor's gotta come from it somewhere. <laughs> well, one time I went to go um, 
to what they called a, uh, one of my friends has a, um, makes wine mm -hmm. winery and, and they said, come to our crushing party. And I'm thinking the old Lucy movie. Yeah, she's right? smashing it right, exactly. Smashing with your feet. And I'm like, this is gonna be fun. And I got there and I just was pitchforking all the stuff into Aww. the crusher and it had everything, leaves and things. Now, table grapes have to be picked by hand. It's all about appearance. It's all about the quality. Okay, you don't want to handle the fruit a lot. Right. So you have to quickly get it picked. You have to take the bunch. And a lot of people don't realize this. You have to, what we call clean the bunch, meaning you're taking out bad berries. So the person, oh, okay. you either cut it, cut the or you, you're pulling any berries. And some of the bad berries are called water berries, meaning they pretty much just have filled with water and they're not really meaty and they don't have the texture and, you know, tasteless. So it's it's that perfect bunch you sometimes pull out of a bag at your grocery store is not necessarily exactly how it grew. It has been managed to take out maybe some of the bad grapes. That's cool. Because we want only good grapes. Right, right? of course. It is funny how much of it is appearance focused, right? Yes. I always think about that all the time with pro with produce in particular, where it's like, and you know, I mean, I'm just as much of the part of the experience where I'm like, oh, that's a good set versus <laughs> this is pretty good, right? Well, really, the the average consumer likes to walk up to the display and and first they, whatever catches their eye right. could be the packaging, could be the actual berries. We try, and a lot of other growers try to have as much of the berries visible so you don't have a whole lot of packaging that has a lot of color or okay. you know, graphics on it that makes sense but you want the berries to shine through but that you know how many times do people walk up and they sample the berry right I, right? every time in my experience yeah. and the number one thing is they're looking for is one crunch is really important to people that yeah. they have a good bite the texture of the grape flavor and sweetness, right? Sure. And the nowadays, a lot of growers are taking out the old vineyards that we used to have, the good old Thompsons and the Flames and the Crimsons. Crimson. Are those different Those are types? older okay. public type varieties. And we call it public because they've been um, just grown for, you know, bred so many times. So yeah. it's not something proprietary or unique developed okay. variety. Anyways, a lot of those are. I'm being just starting away. grape conspiracy this, theories on the show, right? Uh, I need you all to know there are secret grape types you've never That's tried right. and never will. But everybody's looking for that green grape, yeah, grape. And how many yeah. times that maybe it's not the buyer, right? It's the cons final consumer at home, and you know, you know, my husband John will say, "Hey, honey, these are really great grapes," you know, and then I remember, oh, the variety name because I happen to see it on the sign right. or it's on the bag, and so. Grapes are starting to go away from very challenging, hard to grow older grape varieties and develop new varieties that are not only really much better for sustainable reasons for the earth, but yeah. also for the grower to grow, less chemicals to use, less water to use, but at the same time have a really good size grape, great flavor, great crunch that the consumer likes. So it's, it's a real good win-win with all these new varieties that are coming out because it's good for the grower, it's good for the earth, and it's good for the consumer. Now, would you say like the Autumn Crisp, pretty much everything you just described is the epitome, the Autumn Crisp is, is that great? Like it's, <laughs> it's one of those grapes. <laughs> so I worked for Sunworld for many years before mm -hmm. I worked for Vanguard, and Sunworld developed that variety, mm -hmm. Autumn Crisp, and that grape, um, it took 15 years to develop. Wow. Now, they're getting better, but it's all done the old-fashioned way. It's not, you know, 
grapes are not GMO. You know, the famous cotton candy is not GMO. It is actually taking parents and matching them and trying to develop a unique flavor. Huh. But at the same time, a grape that's also easy to grow, uses less resources, etc. So the autumn crisp, yeah, is, is one of one of our largest crop yeah. that we grow in Ica, Peru. And um, it's grown all over the world. And I like many other varieties too, and new varieties, but it's got a great, as the name says, autumn crisp. It's, it's grown primarily in the autumn time when it's harvested. And it's got a great bite, a big crunch, um, a little um, uh, musket flavor, just slightly. Okay. But the, the one thing that sometimes I, th- I wish people would learn is that green, this is a really good point here. Here we are, grape facts, let's green, go. This is a great, so you have green grapes, you have red grapes, you have black grapes. Um, but the golden or white grape, white grape is the old term, mm-hmm. on the white green grape, the best time they usually are for autumn crisp, even autumn crisp, is to have a little bit of straw color on the grape, meaning they have like a little light golden color. Okay. They're going to, that's more more sugar is in the grape. Oh, Just like the cotton candy gets so sugary, it kind of gets almost a grayish color. Right. It gets really deep. Well, some of the green grapes, if they just got a little bit of color, like I saw some here in Jungle Gyms, they have a little a bit, of bit of color. Yeah, but I don't even call it amber. It's just like a little straw, right? Yeah. Straw color. And and they eat fantastically. And so sometimes I'm like, I think we need to come up with a new term and not call them green grapes, but call them golden grapes. I love it. Ooh, right? Like because yeah. they're truly golden. And I know some retailers do do that. They'll, they'll see that it comes in with a little more color and... You know, they're like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to put a sign out that says, you know, golden grapes instead of green grapes. Yeah. Just so that the consumers can understand, oh, okay, that this is a good natural thing. It's not a bad grape. Right. It's not a bad green grape. It just has a little more color. You know, in hearing this too, and I meant to jump in earlier, but when you said the thing about how they're creating things like the cotton candy grape. Okay. You mentioned, right. and I thought that that was going to be some Frankenstein experiment. Right. Oh, no, and I guess no, it no. kind of is, but in the good way, right. Where it was way. like, Oh, we're just like crossbreeding these families to exactly. get this. Right. So they, now I'm like triply impressed by those because at first I was like, okay, this is fun. They but do now it in little Petri dishes, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing to see them. And there's a, a number of breeders, you know, that, Again, they do it the old-fashioned way. There's no GMO. <laughs> that doesn't mean GMO is bad because no, in course. some crops, it's very much needed. Yeah, absolutely. To feed the world, right? It's like so, a, I think about like the nutritional gains and a lot of the things that went GMO. Exactly. You're like, okay, this is way harder right. now. It makes sense. Right. Uh, I was just, just so blown away by it. And hearing the expression "grape breeder," I'm just like, I can't even <laughs> believe it's again one of those things. Where I'm like, oh, before we had this conversation, there was no way I even thought that existed. No. <laughs> you know, just to be honest with everyone. <laughs> no, and I thought you were going to say like an educational session. I thought we were going to talk about because a lot of times the grapes will come in with a little bit of amber, with a little bit of straw in them. Yeah. And those are the uglier grapes that the consumer is going to dig through those bags to find that perfect, perfect, solid color. Yeah. You don't want that one. Okay. Because it's, that's cool. And I'm glad we're getting that because I was going to lead into like, talk to me about what we should be looking for. Even a speckled grape, even if you had a red grape that had a little lighter colors, even though maybe a white cap or a yellow cap on the top where it attaches to the stem. that's just coloring. Sometimes it does not have an effect at all on the flavor. Okay. And I think that more education needs to go out because 
there's probably a lot of food waste mm -hmm. when the farmers are trying to pick and pack only the perfect bunches. Right. And some of that waste can go to juice. Sure. And there's a lot of farmers who are doing a lot of sustainable practices to make sure that they use everything that they got. But um, there are times that there's just a lot that goes to waste. And, and you know, if you get a bag, how many times does this happen? You get a bag of grapes, yeah. you take it home, you pick up the bunch, and there's a bunch of grapes at the bottom, right? right. And that's called shatter. Okay. That's what we, the term that we call. But it's not that they're bad. There's that sweet usually that they've reached the, the most sugar they're going to get and they fall off of the thing, off the stem. And with the travel from getting it from a field to sure. packing to on a truck in cartons to the destination of a maybe a distribution center or a retailer, getting to the retail, getting on, it's it goes through so much movement yeah. that sometimes you're going to have some shatter at the bottom. But it's something that, Every grape grower tries their darndest to grow a grape that has grape berry attachment, no matter how much sugar you get in it. Oh, interesting. I think so. that if they could develop a small camera and put it next to a bunch of grapes that yeah. have to be picked, just to watch the journey from it going from field to box to truck to boat to box, or uh, and then out like what you said, and then to only have two or three grapes that would be the sh in the shatter, like. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. it is amazing. And I, I'm amazed when I see this, the products that come from, uh, you could get uh, grapes from Australia, or you could get grapes from Spain, South Africa. It all comes to the United States. And it's amazing to see how very little shatter there is, especially with the new varieties. So the grape world is kind of becoming and learning from the apple world because the apples have a lot of unique varieties and more one, you know, new varieties are coming out all the time. And so the grapes are, we're looking for just the best eating uh, grape that's really good for the grower and good for the earth too. So it's not easy. No, it's not easy. but it's worth it. I mean, you're getting a quality product. You're doing it in a sustainable healthy, way. Healthy right. fruit. Yeah. yeah. You get your vitamins and it's, it's a good, it's a good snack to yeah. have versus maybe other sugar items, but. Oh, absolutely. Are there other common misconceptions about grapes that you, like now's your chance, the floor is yours. What would you love people <laughs> like, to know about? the either? yellow color or the speckles? I mean, you know, I think that's, a, I think honestly, those yeah. are, that's a huge thing. So now I'm like. Perfect color grape. I mean, no. just like some of the apples I've eaten have been like very d different colors or, you know, especially locally grown, right? Yeah. I love locally grown and, and you cut them up and like, well, that wasn't the prettiest apple, but sure was the best tasting, right? I've been using that so. in my personal life my whole life, okay? <laughs> I you so, I don't know. Let me see. You I won't find me in the need. shatter. <laughs> um, I just think people don't realize when they look at a price of a bunch of grapes or bags that it is handpicked and it's all manual labor. Yeah. Um, even though you might be in a packing line in a manufacturing, you know, packing facility for mm -hmm. grapes. It could be where you're packing it, but then you're putting the box that's all packed or the clamshells that are all packed into their boxes and then sending it off on a conveyor belt. Right. People are still packing it. Yeah. It's still yeah. all done by hand. And um, that's not necessarily like other berries. You know, grapes are berries too. Blueberries and a little different. Raspberries still handled by hand, things like that. They're, that. Makes sense. Yeah, they're 
depends on the delicacy of the fruit, right? That makes perfect. That's what so, exactly what I was thinking. It was like a little too much action on a robot's hand. Yeah. You know, don't mess up my raspberries. Yes, right. <laughs> but a lot of people, when you say, oh, you know, I sell grapes or they, what do you do, you know? And, yeah. And they all think it's wine grapes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> this is table grapes. And they have to big, be big, beautiful, and tasty. It is fun. Yeah, I, we really, you know, it's funny in this regard that we definitely eat with our eyes first. But then thinking also that it astounds me now that I'm in this position, right? So I've gotten to learn from a lot of people like yourself. It astounds me how cheap uh, produce really is. As silly as that sounds to say out loud, when you think about the level of labor, the one that really first blew my mind was coffee, for example, where I was like, right. oh yeah, people are still literally walking, walking up a mountain yes. to collect berries by hand, right? And yes. so that happens. And obviously it's happening in a lot of, well, literal fields in this regard, but like, you know what I mean? In like different ends of the industry, I find it so fascinating. And I love these moments because I love getting to express to a bunch of other people who I know are watching this going, grapes or berries, you know, that was like the beginning. And yeah, then really thinking about like how many people are involved in this process and yeah, that it still comes out at like a couple a dollars a pound. You're, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, think about what the labor cost was comparatively. You have labor, you have just the cost of water. Yeah, water, I mean, that's- It's a big important thing. And then transportation. Yeah. I mean, we all know it, it, it costs a lot to take something from say California or wherever the imported fruit comes in and the different ports and then get it everywhere it needs to go for sure in north america so it could be a challenging but I'm sure but fun, uh, you know a little interesting at least so yeah grapes are flowing through the arteries of the every country <laughs> but i think now you'll start seeing more and more uh growers um or retailers promoting the variety names when you said grapes have become more like apples mm -hmm. i i completely agree with that i think the they're trying to learn from the Honeycrisp 25 years ago. Right. Like, let's right. brand it as the Autumn Crisp, as the Adora. As it's not the, just a green grape. It's not just a red grape. Yes. And a lot of times you see that red grapes for sale, you know. You're like, which kind? 299 a pound or whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and, uh, and yet there are, there are names for all those grapes. And a lot of people find their favorites. And so they'll ask for that name sometimes. And, Produce managers are starting to learn all the different varieties of grapes that are out there and and um, all the old grapes. Some One of my favorite old ones is Thompson's. You know, I grew up in Thompson's and they're kind of going away. Oh, I, was, I thought you were making a noise. It's, no. a, it's a tough grape to grow, okay. first of all. It's a very tough grape to grow. And um, they're, they're just nothing compared to the new varieties. So you see a lot of those old vines being pulled out and new vines being put in. Wild. It's like the I, Red Delicious story, going back I mean, to the apple, it's a, the apple comparison. Yeah, I, I hope that you don't find offense to this, but I can't wait until there's no more Thompson's. <laughs> <laughs> but you have customers who still ask for them, don't they? Customers still ask so, for Thompson's, they always do. Why, you know? why don't you like it? Is I mean, it purely it's, a taste it's thing? Just, uh, well, it's- It's uh, a very small it's time a small, frame. Well, it's a small bunch of grapes as well. Like they don't and grow smaller. very large no. Thompson's and the, the bricks are never the greatest. and. They're just a hard grape to sell. I mean, people, right. you look at a bag, if you took a Thompson cluster out of a bag and took an Autumn Crisp out of a bag, <laughs> yeah. nobody. Size comparison, color, no. all that stuff. No. no, you want to make sure that if you're bringing in a Thompson, it's a limited time period and putting it in the right you know, spot away from the other grapes, you know? Yeah. Sure. So 
That's wild. I, and I, I, again, it's another one of those things where I'm sitting here going like, oh, there's different varieties of that. You know, again, because I was just one, I was like red or green. And then it was like, oh, there's a black grape too. It looked oh, kind of like the red to me. I'm mean, just, you know. I tell you, the black grapes could be the best tasting grapes too. Oh, all right. That's a, my and kind of And they really tip. were growing for quite a while with some new varieties and they still are. But yeah, I think some of the black grapes have some of the best flavors. Um, but it takes a while for some, and some regions are very, here's a little tidbit of information. Yeah, I right? knew it was going to happen. <laughs> There's certain regions that are really big with, say, the black grape that sells really well. Like, mm -hmm. um, There's some retailers in Texas that really promote the black grape a lot, and it's a lot of diverse cultures that shop at some of the stores, and they, they love having that black grape, and it can sell. Same thing with maybe big cities like Los Angeles and New York. Yeah. The black grape can sell very well. You come to Midwest, maybe like, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, and red and green seem to be the most popular, Okay, right? Um, it's just like, you know, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew in Minnesota is one of the most popular drinks right. in Minnesota, but... Um, you take that down to Texas and mm -mm, it's Dr. Pepper. Right, exactly. Right, so. Like we bottled this by hand in Dublin, yeah, Texas. Exactly, yeah. you know, so um, just like different regions, you have different. And the Globe grape you know. is pretty popular in Florida and Georgia in the South. Yeah, the, the Red Globes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Red Globe can be very popular in the South and in the Southeast. Um, they are seeded grapes. But not every time you see a name globe, does that mean seeded? Okay. It's just that the red globe has been so popular and is one of the oldest grapes um, over hundreds of years that the um, seed has never been you know, removed. It's not a seedless grape. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother discussion, okay? Oh, hey, that's seedless and seeded, that, that's <laughs> another time. I'll come back and visit you. I would you, love okay? that, seriously. But, um, I'll meet you in the fields. We can do this by hand. You know? <laughs> but there's sweet globes, which in okay. fact, we're harvesting those in the next couple of weeks down in Peru. And the sweet globes are a seedless green grape. Okay. And so they're not even red. They're just called sweet globes. And sometimes growers will just create fun, creative names for, for grapes. And there are sweet globes that are called a different name. You know, because they wanted to have a different, right? Catching. This name, is our maybe. chance to brand it. Possibly, I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't uh, hate the hustle. I love it, honestly. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I was going to ask: Are there any varieties that we should be keeping our eyes peeled for uh, coming down the pipeline? Because I've heard Autumn Crisp enough that I feel like the name sponsored this episode. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> you right. I'm like, no. I want to try the Sweet Globes, so that's on the list now too. So Sweet Globes are very good. They can. Uh, eat so well. Um, they're coming out of Peru soon. Autumn Crisp is too. It's our okay. largest crop of cool. um, green uh, grape. And then on um, Sweet Celebration is a great red grape that is kind of a nice, pretty round grape. And that is being harvested just starting this week and next in Peru. So um, in Southern Peru. So yeah, there, I would say those are very good ones. There's there's a lot of others that I mean I'm learning new ones. We just you just got a new one from Brazil. Cherry Crush, yeah. Cherry Crush. New varietal. Um, nice. Limited. He was one of very few stores to get that grape. That's cool. In the United States, wow. and uh, they were limited to pallet pallets that came to the U.S. No versus kidding. yeah. So it's a brand Where new grape. Where's my call on that? Yeah, <laughs> I've got another pallet due on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's minimal. That's coming. 
right now, and that's, that's from, awesome. in Brazil. And this is the last pallet in the, this cold storage facility. Well, I'm gonna so air go. this one as soon, not this, uh, <laughs> it's not airing this week, but I'm gonna air this like in close enough that people might be able to get to try might them. Be might be. Uh, yeah, I'm being very loosely. <laughs> like that is cool it though. might be gone by then. <laughs> Worst but. case, I'll put a little clip of this up here and be like, come in right now while the, you know, prior to the release. No, uh, yeah. uh, what, so aside from Thompson, which I know yeah. cannot be your favorite grape. What is your favorite new grape? Like your favorite new grape? <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> like you're my like, favorite it new just, grape. <laughs> Well, I'd, like, ha I'd have so to many say that we haven't had. Like, okay, so many varieties. Well, this out is there. not necessarily new. It's been okay. around for a while, but um, it's a close second to the Autumn Crisp. So I do love the Autumn Crisp um, a lot for the light flavor and tech, you know the texture of the grape mm -hmm. and the crunch. Um, but I do love the Sable Seedless, which is another Sunwell grape that is very sweet, strong musket flavor. Okay, very popular in Europe. Uh, very popular in Canada. Um, we used to s grow it and try to sell it in the United States and um, still do. There are some um, clamshells that are definitely sold a lot of. Uh, sable seedless. Love it. Sable seedless. And so it's a dark black grape. It's okay. a smaller berry, smaller bunches, um, medium to large in size. But it's a it when I eat it, it's like wow. It's just it is got some sweetness to it, and it's got a lot of muscat flavor. Uh, so when you mention muscat flavor, what do you mean by that? Like, is well, that it's hard to describe. How do you describe muscat flavor? Kind of a tropical, real sweet kind of flavor. Okay. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Musket. We did about a week ago. Yeah. Oh. Sable? Uh, no. Oh, a different just one. Just a regular. There are muscat grapes. That, okay. That's what they're called. And it's I've just seen a it sometimes flavor. in yeah. I was gonna say I've seen it in like international packaging and like yeah. uh, like I'm like oh and then I, but they always have a picture of it. so me being the brilliant person I am I was like oh it just means a green grape perfect right. or, you know what I mean I was right. like all right great right. Uh, but no hearing this now that makes a lot of sense Give yeah a that, so I'd a say flourish. those are two two of my favorite grapes well, is that I'm any in. similar to like the muscatel grape because we used to buy the muscatels. Um, yeah, it's got the, I mean, it has that muscat flavor. Um, it's probably the sable's a little more tropical flavor to it, but. I can do some, I can they're just. All, they're all, when you have muscat to it, and it, depending on the level of how strong it is, that probably makes the difference. I can just like see some grape expert out there cringing when I ask that. <laughs> like, this guy doesn't know anything you know. about grapes at all. You're like, listen, well, no, I don't need to, I just need to sell them. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into any more details. Of I only know so much too. No, that's cool. On the muscat, but yeah. I appreciate you let me ask it. It was that was a, what was it? You had another term earlier. I meant to ask. Oh, you mentioned the bloom of the grape. What, what does that mean? Oh, that's a very good question. Thank you. Mark. Okay. So all grapes are grown outdoors mm -hmm. and to kind of protect themselves, they actually have a, what we call a bloom that is almost like the light coating that's on a grape. So sometimes you see how it looks kind of maybe fuzzy or it might have like dusty like, almost. You think it's dust. Sometimes yeah. the bloom will attract some dust because in California it can get dusty, sure. but there is a natural bloom on grapes. And so before you wash them, they might look like, you know, that's why you take an apple or whatever, right. you wipe it on your pants and yeah, then you exactly. eat it, right? The grapes do the same thing. I used to just go out to the vineyards and you know, just kind of wipe it on my pants or wipe it on my hands and take mm -hmm. the bloom off of it and eat it. And it's just a coating that helps protect the berry. Oh, cool. From insects? From weather. I don't know if it really could help too much from insects, but just from climate and sun and things like that. That's cool. 
Yeah, so it's no a idea. natural, you know, natural barrier type of thing. That's Love it. and a lot of people don't understand that there's yeah there's a natural bloom on every berry, but some have stronger, thicker ones, and some have very like the autumn crisp. You really don't see the bloom on an autumn crisp. Well, you said something earlier that really surprised me. You said um, the growing time in Peru versus California. Oh yes, that is. So it's, it's 15 it's like, months to do a commercial, to get commercial volume and a decent um, harvest out of the grapevines in Peru, in Ica, in the south, southern Peru, and probably northern Peru too, yes. Um, but the, the climate allows us to grow it so fast and can, can grow it in a pretty good size versus like in California, it takes about three years to get that commercial volume off of a new ranch that's been planted. So, wow. yeah, it's that's it's interesting. Yeah, it takes a while to get. So from like the autumn crisp, it was 15 years before we had commercial volume. But if that would have been. That's development. Yeah. Because you're going to test grapes for many years before you probably invest into putting them in the vineyards because you want to make sure, you know, things things can change every year. It's just just like trees and vineyard right. and vines can do that too. They can have a different year every year. And maybe what was seedless once, two, three years down the line, all of a sudden you start seeing some seed traces or mm. the seeds come back. Really? And that's, I'm not, I'm not the grape <laughs> breeder specialist in that. You'd have to ask somebody like that and how that works. That's but, cool though. Yeah. I've seen like a little form of evolution mm-hmm. and then I'll eat the evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to think about, you know, this like the seedless watermelon. How was that developed? Right. And that was actually developed by Sunworld, too. Oh. But I, I don't know too much of about watermelons other than. It's okay. We'll keep it purely grape co- focus this time. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll reach out to the watermelon experts that. in our life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I just also just. This was completely like non we did not plan this at all, so no, I, I, I apologize so much. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm Do you mind if we just shove a camera and some lights on yeah. you? Yeah. Thank you. No, truly, thank you. I appreciate it. I like it. It was yeah. fun. Same. Me too. No, it's, it's great to talk about something I'm passionate about yeah. that I love. And you're an expert in your field, and I just thank appreciate you. this so much. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. I appreciate you all at Jungle Gyms. This is an awesome place to shop, and I wish it was right down the street from where I live. Well, we're opening the Peruvian location soon, so <laughs> we just come. We'll get a real quick access to new fruits. So. There you go. It would be a big hit. Oh, I think so. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for joining us. Truly appreciate My pleasure. it. Yeah, I'm looking Thank forward you. to the next episode. Absolutely. I'll bring some new tidbits next time. All right, I'll be prepared. Okay. We'll go see, I think, what did you threaten before? Seeded versus seedless? I'm in. <laughs> I want to find, look, I hate the verbiage. It's one of those things I was like, this means nothing to me because both of these seem like they've named them opposite. Yep. I'm just like, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to eat things. And if it crunches, Enjoy it sounds it. like a problem for my dentist Enjoy more than it. me. You know? <laughs> so. uh, awesome. Definitely. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. I love a little spontaneity. It works out great for me. Come in anytime. Tammy, you're always welcome. Um, yeah, this is really cool. I love doing an inf- informative thing like that. So if, again, if you're out there, you're watching the show, you have a great idea for somebody you think that should come on, or if you're one of those people that's like, I'd like to be on the show. This is the kind of content I want to make. So help me do that. So reach out to me at any time. And honestly, this goes for all of you. Podcast at junglegyms.com. Hopefully I'll have some good news, like I said earlier, about the Eclipse stuff coming up. And, you know, in the meantime, just stay tuned. Subscribe to us on YouTube. 
We've got more short form content coming out there. I, Lucky and I are working on this like whole pizza series that I thought was really fun. And hopefully you enjoyed as well. Uh, amongst other things, there's so much good stuff that we're getting out there. So in the meantime, I say we wrap this episode up. I appreciate you all watching and I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.